Hi, welcome to my Midlife Playbook Podcast. I'm Brian Schnorr, your host. Today, I've had the opportunity to sit down and talk to John Zweibrook. He's a personal trainer who I went to school with when I was learning how to be a personal trainer, and he's been training ever since. He's moved his way up, and he's got a ton of great information for us. So please stay with us. Subscribe. The dog is going crazy, as usual, because I hit record, and he knows it somehow. Subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. What you're about to hear is excellent information, whether you're just starting to work out or you've been working out and you're getting tired of your routine or you're not sure where to go with it. John Zweibrook has got some excellent information for all of us. So please stay with us. Here's my interview with John Zweibrook, personal trainer. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? Good, thanks. Good. So let's start with telling us a little bit about yourself. How long have you been a personal trainer? So, um, I've been a personal trainer roughly about six years now. Um, I've been working in gyms though for probably right around seven, uh, eight years. What was the driving force to get you into personal training? Um, I've always been athletic, so, uh, it kind of always made sense to me, uh, moving around and just getting to learn the body. And then I think the biggest thing that got me was, uh, you know, just kind of seeing, you know, my family not be the healthiest, uh, make the healthiest of choices, right? And starting to struggle with that. And uh, I wanted to make a change. I wanted to make a positive impact on their life. Um, I've always wanted to help people. So uh, it was kind of the, the perfect fit, being athletic and wanting to help people. It's kind of amazing, too, when you think about, without getting outside the scope of our, our practice, though, how many diseases and stuff can be avoided right? By simply making a few little changes in, in lifestyle and, and moving more, right? Right. When it comes to overall health, you know, a lot of people are, are used to now uh, wanting a quick fix on, on health. And uh, don't get me wrong, we all like quick fixes, you know, turnaround times really fast and we like it, but your body's like a temple, you know, you only got one of it and, you know, you don't want a quick fix, you know, you just don't want to slap something up. You, you want to build it. You want, you want a nice, strong foundation, and when you have a strong foundation, and then your then your health just has a really good place to grow. Other than just having good muscles and and that you you know it's it's gonna it's gonna affect all aspects of your life and and health and wellness. Now you've been training for a while now. I'm sure you have people coming to the gym or uh, maybe family members too who haven't exercised since they were teenagers or maybe never exercised. And they're really hesitant to get back into it, A, because they're afraid they're going to look funny, that they're not coordinated anymore, or just to put themselves out there. And what advice do you give new clients or family members who say, oh, I haven't been in the gym forever, I haven't moved much, I'm afraid to get started, it's uncomfortable for me? With, with starting anything new, it's always going to be a, a little rough step, right? Um, it's always going to feel a little uncomfortable, uh, some, something that you're not really used to. The biggest thing is uh, just coming up with very smart, attainable goals. Like, yes, we have the big picture goals like, oh, I want, you know, I want to I want to lose fat or I want to I want to gain 20 pounds of muscle. You know, those are great goals um, and that we eventually want to achieve, but making it appropriate at the same time. So when, when I usually get a client that's come to me and has been like, I, I haven't done anything since high school, I'm like, okay, well, 
let's dive into that a little bit more. Like what, what are you kind of like shooting for? Are you you just looking to like move better, lose weight? Like we, we, we got to dive in and figure out those goals. Right. And then instead of taking one huge block of a goal, I say, Hey, let's, let's cut that down. Let's, let's work week by week. Not everything needs to be measured, but nice measurable goals are good too as well. So like, all right, let's look at, you know, maybe not the big number of the total scale, but like how much body fat percent have we lost, let's say, in in six weeks time. Um, that's a lot easier to look. And then it's not putting as much pressure on people to, to make these huge changes right away. Um, and I get getting in, moving, embarrassing, you know, not moving in a while. Can, it can be hard and embarrassing. But one thing I really try to do is relate things to real life. Um, you know, doing a bench press isn't like a most normal thing we do in a day. But I always say to my clients, I'm like, hey, imagine like you're moving your couch furniture. This is this is why we're doing the bench press. This is, uh, you know, you want to you want to pick something off the ground. That's why I teach you the deadlift. Um, and, and that kind of helps us to be like, it's not just like about being embarrassed in what we do in the gym. But it's teaching you, hey, like, let me cross over the gym to real life and what you actually might use this stuff for. Um, And that usually kind of helps out, too. And uh, I guess gym clothes can be a little concerning, but uh, usually just any T-shirt and sweatpants and it's kind of just good to go. Um, And it's just building a relationship with people. The more, you know, I I try to use comedy. I try to make jokes all the time uh, just to make people feel at ease in the gym so they they're not like feeling like they're judged and it's like oh I, I get to see john today i get a you know he's gonna tell me a bunch of jokes and i'm actually gonna have a fun time and before i know it an hour of working out's already done comedy or humor always helps it just putting people at ease is probably one of the hardest parts of your job right is once you get someone at ease now you can take them through the steps of, of exercising and i'm sure definitely giving them an idea of why we're doing this I was trying to tell my wife, who's in shape, and she, cardio, cardio, cardio. I said, you know, you really should do some resistance training. She said, I don't want to get big and muscular. But that, you don't have to, right? I mean, you can do resistance training without becoming Lou Ferrigno, right? Right, uh, 100%. Um, you know, there's, uh, you know, different styles of training, of course. Um, but when, when we really look at the difference between cardio and resistance training, right? It's really the difference in how we're using that muscle, right? What energy systems am I really trying to like pull out of my body? But, um, you know, the gold standard that we've always heard is you want to lose weight, you just got to run. Um, but what the, the kind of hiddenness of the health and fitness world is that muscle is your metabolism. So the the more muscle you actually build, and I'm not talking like, yeah, Lou Ferrigno, Arnold kind of muscle, uh, just like, you know, even if it's like, you know, five pounds throughout the whole entire body worth of muscle. So you're thinking relatively not too much, right? But that, that boosts your metabolism. That means your body has to move more. It has to work more. So you're, you're, you're just going to be burning way more calories and then you're going to have a nice tone appeal to it too as well. It's not going to be like, I call it cloud muscles, where it looks like a bunch of nice floaty clouds all over the place. It's, it's, it's going to look very, very natural, um, which I think actually people want. Um, it's just how do you describe that to people? And, you know, uh, people that aren't in this, you know, industry, you know, it's like, I want to look thin, but is it like, is it like bone thin or is it like muscular thin? There's a difference between thin and fit correct and i'd rather be fit 
than skinny. Exactly. And, and most people would, but, uh, instead of saying fit, they usually just say skinny. Um, and that's what, uh, the, the world, the news, anything around health and, and, and wellness it says thin, skinny. They say, they say these, uh, not that they're harmful words, but, uh, it almost gets us like a dysmorphia on how, how we have to look at ourselves and our own, on our own body. Right. And skinny doesn't necessarily equate to healthy. You can be skinny and unhealthy just as you can be overweight and unhealthy. Right. Um, you know, before I really got into health and fitness, I was skinny, unhealthy. I was, you know, I'm a middle school boy, metabolism super fast, but I'm eating, you know, frozen pizza every day. I mean, you know, I'm eating all this garbage. And then, uh, you know, so yeah, I looked like I was healthy, but in all reality, like health isn't just how you look. There's multiple aspects of, of that health. Right. You brought up a great point earlier in that just a functional everyday movements that we want to make, especially for people my age and getting older, that you want to be 75 years old and be able to live on your own, right? So getting that can off the shelf, picking up something you dropped, that all goes toward strength, really, and, and overall fitness rather than are you skinny or heavy. And right. I think it was a great point, too, if you can convince people uh, the real reasons you're doing this is to apply to your everyday life, not just so you can say, I can bench press such and such, or I can deadlift or squat X number of pounds, really how you move throughout the world, those 23 hours, you're not in the gym. Right. And you know, um, a, a lot of people think that like the gym needs to be your life. Um, and, th and that's not the case. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I work in a gym. It is, it is a huge part of my life and I wanted it to be a huge part of my life, but um, there's other aspects to life. Like traveling, you know, uh, wanting to like, you know, talking about eating healthy, you know, like every, you know, I usually believe in like 80, 20, but, uh, you know, on the weekend, if you want to enjoy that cheeseburger, you're not going to feel guilty about it. You know, you're not going to gain 20 pounds just from eating one cheeseburger because you're, you're ultimately living this healthy lifestyle that, you know, allows you to enjoy life more instead of being like, Oh, I don't know if I want to go on that hike today because my knee's bothering me. What I've found is momentum carries momentum so when you're doing it when you're getting to the gym when you're working out you're walking around you're active you tend to want to be active and stay active and when you're inactive and you lay on the couch you tend to want to lay on the couch <laughs> and sit that's been my problem i i kind of go through these spurts all right i'm going to work out and i work out when i do i do it religiously not crazy an hour if i'm in the gym for more than an hour i, I think i'm overdoing it i'll get tired of it Mm -hmm. So I try to keep my workouts to an hour, but I go five, six days a week when I stop. And it's so, so much easier to get into the habit of not going than it is to get in the habit of going. Then I'm on the couch for months at a time and all that hard work goes away. Right. So how do you, as a trainer, get your clients to adhere to the program and come three, four times a week and not get into that? pattern of, well, I missed two or three weeks. Now it's hard to get moving again and kind of fall off the whole program. Um, you know, everyone falls off. It's, uh, you know, um, as much as we'd like to think we can be perfect, we just can't. Um, and it happens to the best of us. Um, you know, there's, there's a, a week or two where I'll just be like, you know what, maybe, maybe I won't do anything. But then it's like, oh, wait, it's my job. I, I should keep up with it. Um, it can get challenging. But accountability is one of the biggest things is being a trainer. 
that usually seems to help people. So talking to them, uh, just sending them a text, even the days I don't see people, I'm like, hey, like, how are you doing today? Um, it doesn't even have to, I don't even ask about workouts. It's more just like, hey, how are you doing? Because then it gives them that like, oh, he's just checking in on me, but he hasn't said anything about me working out. And then what they're going to be like, oh, he's going to ask me about my workout. So, you know, not to scare people. I never, I never want to freak people out, but it, it helps keep them accountable. And, uh, you know, it could be a hard thing. Your body gets tired. You get exhausted. Working out on top of like, you know, an eight hour day of work, uh, it, it could be exhausting. And then, you know, with everything everyone's just been through the past, you know, year, year and a half, no one wanted to do anything. Um, I fell victim to that. But the biggest thing I can always say is that keeps me personally accountable. And I try to tell this and teach this to my clients is like, uh, you know, going back to you, you only have one real thing all the time in life. And that's your body. Um, you use that as the motivation, like uh, the days I don't want to do anything. That's fine. What, what can I do instead that's healthy too as well? Um, I, think, I think people forget about that um, aspect uh, too, Brian, is that they're like, oh, I need to go six, seven days a week in the gym when it's really, it's like, hey, you can probably get away with like definitely minimum three, four, four times, five times a week in a gym. But the other days you go on that walk, uh, go to the driving range, hit a couple golf balls, uh, kick a ball around, go, go for a swim. There's, there's other ways besides the gym to uh, achieve health and wellness other than just going in and lifting, lifting the weights or uh, running on the treadmill for 30 minutes. Coming out of this pandemic, have you seen a lot of people who in the past year have packed on the pounds simply because there was no gym to go to for a while and we kind of were encouraged to stay home. And so I, I fell victim to the becoming sedentary just because what else is there? They didn't even want you to go into the store for a while. So have you run into a lot of people now, things are opening up saying, John, help me. I was in pretty decent shape until last March, and now I sat around for a year. Yeah. Um, I I've personally fell victim to that to, my, uh, that to myself. You know, there was uh, three and a half months where uh, our gym was completely closed down, and uh, I started playing video games. I started eating a whole thing of cookies every single day. Um, I don't recommend that. Uh, it was wonderful, but <laughs> three months after that, it was, you know, uh, I had, I had to lose a little bit. Um, but, uh, most of the clients that I actually have coming in now, um, now that everything's like, you know, on, on the upward trend and opening up and it's getting exciting. Um, I have, I have a lot of clients that are, are coming back to me and, you know, um, I think they expect me to be like, Oh, like what happened to you? But yeah, you know, it, it's happened. Um, but I tell them it's okay. You know, life, life isn't, uh, and our fitness goal isn't us, isn't, isn't a straight road, right? There's, there's gotta be those ups and those downs and them needing to hear that it is okay, that there is going to be ups and downs. You know, there's going to be the easy times. There's going to be the hard times. Uh, but don't give up because that end goal is, you know, you're still on that path to that end goal, uh, no matter what. So, uh, it's trying, it's trying to get them motivated in, Hey, yeah, we might've gained some weight. We might've gained more weight than when we started. That's okay. This is, this is now our new starting point, you know, and you know, everything we've done in the past and we worked in the past together, I tell them, uh, our brain likes to think our body's dumb, right? Our brain thinks it's, it's the smartest thing out there, right? Um, even to other people's brains, it's not smarter than my brain. Um, our, bo our body is so smart though. 
And it will remember a, a lot of the things that we already had worked on. So it will actually come back actually a little quicker than uh, people actually expect it to. That's a great point to make because I know part of the mentality when you do fall off for a month or a year is, huh, I, I'm never going to get back to where I was or where I would have been if I had kept going. And so that there's this thing in our brain that tells us not to start. Don't even start again because it's, you fell off. You failed. But the point you just brought up is, yeah, all right, maybe you're not where you would have been if you'd have continued, but your body's going to remember it, and mm -hmm. you'll get back quicker than, well, first of all, you're going to get back quicker than you would if you do nothing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Stopping <laughs> means you're not doing anything. But our bodies do. You, it takes a little less time than you think, right, to get feeling better. And uh, you know what? Yeah, it might, I remember this. Yeah, you I know, think there was an excellent point. Yeah, you know, in the first couple of weeks, you might be like, oh, I, I remember being this sore, you know, crippling sore, where you're, you know, walking around real stiff-legged, and everyone's like, oh, what happened? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm working out, and everyone's like, why are you doing that to yourself? <laughs> you know, and you're like, I don't know. Um, it's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful feeling. Um, but it will, it will get back to normal. So instead of that, like, maybe, like, let's just say, like, six-month time frame it took us to get somewhere, Maybe it'll, maybe it'll take us four months now to get there instead. So it's like, you know, it's not like uh, it's going to take two days and you're going to feel like, you know, Captain America again, like can do anything. But uh, it, it, it will get better and it will, it will be faster than, and than that initial time. And definitely way faster than not doing anything. <laughs> right. And it's not, there can't be an option. Do right. nothing, uh, no matter what. What do you think are the biggest mistakes you've seen people make on their fitness journey? That's a great question. <laughs> that's, that's a really, really good question. Um, being too hard on themselves is, is, is one real big thing I've always found. We're always going to be our hardest critic. Um, even myself, I always look at myself, I'm like, oh, I, I did this wrong, this, you know, so being, being too hard on yourself, um, you know, your, your body's only going to uh, do, do what it's going to allow it to do, you know, so, so through fe feeding it right, that, that's going to be a good thing. And giving that time to be able to re recover too as well. Like, you know, a 24-hour recovery before I work on the same muscle group, all, all that stuff. That's one real big thing I see. And then another thing is comparing to other people. We're all humans. We're, you know, we're all very, very similar structures. But um, I'm, I'm always going to be different compared to ev even my brother. We're, we're complete opposites in, in how we're built, how... Um, muscularly wise, you know, and, and even the length of our muscles and how we work mechanically is different. So I, I can't compare myself to other people. Um, yes, I can use that as like inspiration, like, oh, I, I wish I, you know, I, I want to work on like maybe my cardio. I want to run fast, like set person, or I want to, I want to have bigger legs, like, uh, like uh, this other trainer I work with, right? But I can't expect me to get that on myself because my body's got to be my own body. So I, I have to, I have to deal with me being me, and and that could be a hard thing too because you know with with everything, you know, technology being awesome, um, t us watching TV, we have every, everything at the disposal of our fingertips, right? And especially like Instagram and Facebook, and now uh, like TikTok for even. We see all these people and we're like, oh, I want, I want to look just like that, which is, which is a good thing to want, right, is to hit those nice good goals. But that's not going to be who you are. 
And uh, that's that's where I, I have to tell people, I'm like, hey, I'm going to make you you, right? Um, like I'll have a client that's like, hey, you know what? I want to look like Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, okay, well, I can get you probably around like 90% there. And then they, they look at me and they're like, why only 90%? I'm like, well, I don't know if I could get your face to look like Ryan Reynolds, but, but I, 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 could, I could try my best to get the rest of your body to look like that, right? Um, so so that, that's one of the biggest mis- mistakes I usually, I usually see. And, uh, you know, it's getting, getting healthy isn't always the easiest thing. Um, and that, that could be a mistake is, uh, like expecting it's going to be, you know, cupcakes and unicorns, right. When it's really, it's like, Hey, you know, we, it's, it's a little bit of a, it's a climb. It's a, it's, it's, it's not the easiest thing. Um, so, so I try to set my clients up for success by telling them like, Hey, this isn't going to be the easiest thing we ever do. But if you, if you don't give up, I'm never going to give up on you. And, uh, and we'll get, we'll get that body looking like Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> While it's work, it can be fun work at the same time. It doesn't have to be dreary. Right. It's a good trainer like you who can make it fun. And I, I think people have the stigma with working out and why, why does it get boring is they, they picture like, you know, I always say the Arnold days, right? The, the, the classic bodybuilding days, you know, it's definitely evolved, but they just see him in the gym for six hours doing like. 20 sets of bicep curls and it's like man how fun does it look to sit there for an hour and a half just doing bicep curls and to me me being you know the trainer i'm like oh that kind of sounds fun uh most people it's it's not really a fun thing i don't have my clients sitting down doing bicep curls all the time i uh i'll have them throw balls around uh like medicine balls 30 pound balls around uh, we have tires in the back. We can go ahead and flip uh, battle ropes. Doing doing stuff that's going to work us out the same or similarly muscularly, but it's way different than just staying in the same place, doing the same repetitive motion over and over again. And uh, I try to have fun, and I'll actually try to challenge my clients. I'll try to let them win, you know. Unless unless they're showing me up, then I you know I might try to pull ahead there a little bit. But uh, uh, I try I try I try to do stuff yeah, that that makes it fun, that makes it enjoyable. And uh, like we said, comedy is a big one, right? I think comedy is like, you know, the, the, the lost gem of the world. It, you know, makes everyone happy. It brings everyone together. And uh, if I can throw that in with something that people usually dread, like exercise, <laughs> right? Right. Um, it, it makes, it, it makes all, the, all the world difference. I know I've, I've sat there for six hours doing 12-ounce curls, but probably not anything heavier than that. Maybe a 16. You know, I've done a couple pint curls before, you know, it was great, <laughs> um, you know, and then, and then you go home and then, you know, you're not as sore, you're, you feel a little ill, but you know, it's a little different. <laughs> How does group fitness work into uh, the whole scheme of things? Are you a big fan of group fitness? I, I actually really enjoy group fitness. It's a great way to, to feel like you're, you're part of a culture, right? You're, you're not in it alone. Um, sometimes with the one-on-ones, you know, it's, uh, it's a great way to just have me and full attention with one-on-one, but group fitness, it it brings more of a community together. And I feel like that's more important than ever, especially right now with, uh, all of us being segregated, uh, you know, not, not even being able to see our families. Right. So like now we're, we're able to start having these groups where we can all come together and we all have that common goal. So instead of me having to push someone, everyone's pushing each other. It's just a really wonderful thing to get a bunch of people together that 
you know, yeah, we all have different opinions, but we all have one singular goal and that's just to get to a better place. And, uh, that's, that can be a very, very powerful thing. Um, I know even like last month, uh, uh, us at any time we won uh 21 day transformation challenges and uh you know we have prizes and all that stuff for winners we we've seen we've seen people lose around like you know just in 21 days around like 10 15 pounds of body fat alone while gaining maybe like anywhere from 4 to 6 pounds of muscle and and that's been pretty con- consistent every time we've held something like that um so so it can be a very very powerful thing for the the person that's uncomfortable because then they can, Hey, you want to come with me to this group fitness class? It's only an hour. It gives us something to do. Right. Um, so, so it can be a extremely powerful thing. It could even be more motivating than the the one-on-one training. Here's a question. I think a lot of people might have, what is a realistic goal for weight loss when it comes to how many pounds can you lose in a month or six weeks or two months? Oh, so there definitely can be an unhealthy aspect of, of weight loss, right? Um, one of, one of my good friends, uh, he had a, had a bad weight problem. He actually lost weight too fast and he actually had, uh, he could have shut down his internal organs, uh, his body almost shut down. So, uh, he had actually gained it back to then lose it in a proper way. Um, and, and this could be a really challenging question. Um, you know, everyone wants a magic answer being like, oh man, John said I can lose 10 pounds in a month. Right. So that's, that's what I got to do. Um, when that's not really necessarily the case, you know, um, on, on average, we can, we can look at seeing like a drop of, I look at body fat percentage. Um, I think that means more to me than the actual number in pounds. Right. And, uh, and, and that could be a hard thing to people, right? Uh, but everyone's different. I, I might be able to lose two pounds, uh, 2% uh, every other week, while my brother might lose 2% every month. So, it, you know, as long as we're seeing goals in progress, that's a good thing. But on average, usually what we say is about 2% uh, body fat like per month. So depending on where you are weight rise, right? right. That can range from being like, that's 10 pounds of fat. Or that could be like two pounds of fat, depending on where your total body weight is at, at that moment in time. Everybody's different. And it seems to me like if you're heavier and you haven't moved much, that just by starting out, initially, you're going to drop quicker probably than you will after two, three months of exercise where, all right, now your body's getting used to moving. And I, I could be wrong. I have never trained anybody. We went through the program together. <laughs> right, right. Train someone. I, I'm going to be like my first client, my own first client. Right. So anything I'm wrong on, correct me. No. But uh, just from my own experience, it seems like, okay, I haven't moved at all. Then I start moving and I start dropping weight. But then my body says, oh, we remember this. <laughs> and it kind of uh, stalls a little bit and it becomes a little harder. Right. Is that true? Oh, that yeah. Accurate? hundred percent true. Um, uh, for instance, I have this one client, right. And I was like, he's been looking like he's losing weight. He's been going good. And he comes to me, he's like, I actually gained some weight. Um, he was worried, concerned. I'm like, okay, like let's, let's do it. Let's do a body scan. Right. Um, and so I was able to, you know, get his body fat percentage, all that. What he ended up doing is he actually gained like eight pounds of muscle and lost six pounds of fat right at the beginning. So him looking at that two pound gain in weight, he looked at it a little unhealthy, but 
like I said before, Brian, the, the body's so smart, right? We don't, our brain doesn't like to think it is. Uh, it's the smartest thing we know. Um, but yeah, our, our body gets used to stuff, right? So like if I, if I can curl my laptop, right, I will get some bicep muscle from it. But if I do it over and over and over again, my, my, my muscle is going to be like, hey, guess what? He's picking up that laptop again. He's going to curl me a hundred times. He's going to set me down. And guess what? He's going to do it tomorrow. And he's going to do it the next day. Your body's going to get used to something. So what we need to do is we need to start adding change. Muscular confusion is, uh, is what we call it. Um, and we, we want to confuse what it's doing. So making sure it's not getting used to that same patterns. The body likes patterns. The, bo the body's full of patterns. Even when we get injuries, it's, it's all patterns all over the place. And the body likes the patterns. Uh, we as humans like patterns. We like schedule. We don't like anything random coming up out of nowhere. So the body will get used to that pattern and it'll, it'll, only, it'll know what to do, right? The, bo the body loves when it knows what to do. So what we want to do and what I like to do with especially my clients is start changing it up every like every six weeks or three months even to, to change stuff up. And that could be, you know, uh, the style in which I'm training them. Uh, like, you know, maybe hitting more like higher reps, lower rate, maybe then I'll change them to, uh, you know, lower reps, higher weight. Uh, maybe I'll start working on more like uh, uh, time under tension. So like, uh, you know, really taking it nice and slow when we're doing a movement compared to kind of just rushing things through. So yeah, I might not have changed the actual movement, but I've changed the style in which we're doing that movement, which the body's not going to get used to. So then it's going to have to change. And then we can also change the actual movements we're doing too as well. So instead of doing maybe like, you know, our classic bodybuilding or our power lifting, uh, you know, trying to lift weights and, and build that muscle, maybe I'll be like, hey, like we're, we're going to do more like high intensity interval training. We're, we're going to do some like plyometrics or, or like, hey, you got a swimming pool at home? Awesome. Like let, let's start throwing that into the mix then too as well. So that the body never has a chance to fully get used to one thing. Um, so we can constantly see that change. And, and that's when uh, what we talked about earlier, keeping people motivated. That's also a huge tool to keep people motivated. Um, I know with my clients, when I'm like, hey, we're, we're getting out of this hypertrophy range right now. Now we're, we're, now we're going to enter the strength phase. And I, I get super pumped about it because I'm like, oh, we got to start lifting heavy. And they're like, why is he so excited? So then they start getting excited because they're like, they don't know what's coming yet, right? Of course, they don't know the, like, you know, the couple days of being a little sore is going to feel like. But I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Um, so, so that helps them because then there's, there's always something new no matter what. And, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty old school. I don't know. Sometimes new things I'm not, I'm not the greatest with, right? I, I, you know, like we like that consistency, the old. Uh, but, uh, for health and wellness, it's like, oh, I'm going to learn something new or do something different. So that, that keeps that accountability, uh, uh, there. And, uh, even looking at clients that are like, Hey, I don't know if I want to continue. I'm like, oh man, like what this really awesome program I just planned out for you. And then they're like, okay, okay. Maybe I want to do it, you know? So, and and that helps them keep going. And then, and, and, you know, and then in the long run, whenever they decide to finish or if they never want to finish, they usually are like, hey, that was awesome. Like, what's next? Um, cool. So it's always constant learning for me, but like constant new for the client, even though it might not be the newest of movements, it's a new way we're doing the actual movement or, or how we're looking at it. Um, so it makes it interesting. You brought up a great point, too, in 
the mistake people make it just looking at the scale numbers. Right. Right. Your client actually lost a ton of fat, but the scale would never tell him that because no. he said he gained weight, but he really was slimming down. You got to look at that body fat percentage, like you said, rather than just what does that scale tell me? Because the scale is a liar. Right. And I, I personally, uh, I don't, I, I usually never step on the scale at home. I, uh, it's uh, for some people, it's an amazing tool, right? Uh, but for a, a lot of the majority of people, it can actually be a harmful tool. Um, it almost goes like in with like counting your calories when you eat. Uh, it, it, you can get so fixated on a number, right? And then that's all that's got to be on our head when that might not actually be reality. It might not actually be what's happening because um, our brain thinks like, yeah, like I said with my client, he came to me as like, dude, I gained weight. And you can tell he's kind of disappointed, you know, and I feel, I'm like, Oh no, what did I do? Like, I didn't, you know, I, I've been trying to help this guy and he gained weight. And then, uh, I was looking at him and I was almost cracking up and I was like, Hey man, like you, you just stepped on a big normal scale, right? He's like, yeah, I'm like, all right, come, come with me. He's like, you know, he's, he's probably in a bad mood thinking he gained weight while I'm kind of cracking up. And he's like, why is he cracking up that I gained weight? And then when I showed him the scan and showed him how much he's actually lost and and the progress he made, he started cracking up. He was like, this is like the strangest thing I've ever seen. And it's, it's awesome. It, it truly is awesome. But that big number people worry about. And it, it, can, it can be detrimental. Sure, especially if, if your motivation comes from watching that number go down and all of a sudden it doesn't. If, if he didn't have you to tell him, hey, you're actually moving in the right direction, he could have given up. He said, I'm here busting my butt every day and gaining weight. I might as well sit at home and, and eat Doritos and gain weight. So when people really want to do it the healthy way, yeah, they, they kind of almost get discouraged at first because they think, I just signed, you know, I just signed up for the gym. I started lifting weights. The scale's only going up. But in all reality, it's, you know, that, that muscle's denser than fat, right? A pound of muscle is a pound of fat. Um, people are like, oh, fat weighs more than, our muscle weighs more than fat. It's like, well, a pound equals a pound. You know, it's like a pound of bricks versus a pound of feathers. Right. Um, right. Um, but yeah, they, they just might not have the tools to, to get those. And that's when um, the, the biggest thing I tell people, even when I don't work with them, it's like, ask me questions, please. Um, for anyone, just ask me a question. Uh, ask for help. You know, um, the biggest thing I think with, you know, that uh, this past year and with COVID running through everything is that no one wants to ask for help anymore, which is sad. But I get it. It's the nature of everything with the distancing and stuff like that for everyone's safety. But asking for help, uh, the, the people that I don't train, I, I go up to them. I'm like, hey, you want me to do a scan for you? Um, that's that's just one thing I know uh, we at our gym, especially what I like to do is like, hey, like, let's do a scan. Let's let's find out where you are, even when I don't work with them, because I, I believe that that knowledge is power and every, everyone needs to know exactly where they are in their health and fitness journey. Cause like we said, like, you know, gain eight pounds of month, you know, gain eight pounds of muscle, lose six pounds of fat. That's that scale's not going to show it. Right. So if I, if I have that tool in front of me to help them see like, Hey, no, you're on the right track. Let's keep going with it. I, I might've just built a new client. And, uh, and even if I didn't, um, I just got to help someone. Um, and I, I think that's the most important thing right now is that I, I get to be able to help someone get, get to that healthier place and understand how their body works.
because I, I find so many people just don't know how their own body works. And it's something I want to change. I, I want to make sure people know like, hey, this is, this is my body. I, I want to have a good understanding of it. Um, are they going to maybe have my knowledge of it? No. Uh, or your knowledge of it? No. But are, are they, are they going to at least understand a little better? That, that would be a, a huge step in the right direction that I, I want people to have. You kind of touched on earlier too, especially with new people coming to the gym. And it was a hard thing for me to figure out when I first started working out and stuff is you go there and you think almost like a high school kid again. All the big guys are looking at me and laughing because I can't lift like them. And what I found is, hey, those big guys ain't looking at anyone but themselves. <laughs> They're there to watch themselves get bigger. They're not laughing at anyone. And they all started somewhere too. You know, at some point they were not big guys yet. And they went and they worked and they tend to have respect for anyone who's trying to get fit. Whether you're trying to get big like them or you're trying to slim down, they have respect for you because you're in the gym. But honestly, they're not looking at you. They're right. not judging you. They don't care about you. <laughs> they care about themselves. Yeah. And the main thing and the reason why is because the real competition, the only real competition you have is yourself from last week. Right. Your competition's in the mirror. I'm not there to get better than that guy. I'm there to get better than Brian last week. If I can lift more or run further or just work out better, be healthier and stronger than I used to be, then I'm progressing. And that's where my real competition is. It's in the mirror and it's behind me. You, you hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, I, I've worked at several gyms. I've worked out at too many to count now. And, you know, when it, whenever you go into that new gym, yeah, you, you always see that one big guy in the corner just kind of like looking at you, like looking all mean. Um, and you think he's judging you, right? Um, and he's really not. Like, like you said, he's probably like in pain from what he's doing. Or uh, he's, he's so focused that he's, you know, everyone makes a lifting face. Uh, it's actually quite funny. And yeah, mo most guys that I end up talking to in the gym that, you know, even are looking at me when I'm working out, I walk up to them like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? They didn't even know I was in the gym. They're like, who are you? Um, and I, I see, you know, I'm like, oh, this is strange. You were like staring at me for 10 minutes. Like, eh, but they're, they're, they're not focused at you. And if someone really is looking at you, you know, they might just be wondering like, hey, what are they doing? Right. Or if they really are judging you, you know, I can't say no one's not. Uh, shame on them. <laughs> that they have their own problems that they're, you know, we, we don't know what's happening in their life. So they got, they got to work on that themselves. That's nothing to do with what I'm doing or what you would be doing in the gym. So that's their problem. Absolutely. Um, and people have a hard time with that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it happens rare. I mean, I'm sure it does. But I, uh, just from my experience, and I'm usually thinking people are judging me. And uh, I've come to learn that in the gym, where you think they would be, for the most part, they're not. Uh, they're focused on themselves. Or maybe you're doing something way wrong. <laughs> you know, you see those guys. Whoa! Sometimes uh, guys who and women who take it seriously might come up to you and go, you know, your form is great there. You're going to hurt yourself. Maybe they're noticing that. But very few people, I think, are actually judging he can't lift like I can lift, or she's fatter than I'm fatter, you know. Right. I don't see that happening very often, even though it seems like it. Right. You know, I, your mind is your enemy, too. 
it's our, it's our biggest enemy in the health and fitness industry is our own brain. Um, so it's almost like listen to your own body. Like I said before, our body's smarter sometimes. And, uh, you know, our, our brain will overthink things. Uh, and, you know, our, we don't want to do stuff. We want to rest, right? So your, your brain will give itself every excuse in the book not to go to the gym anymore, right? And that's just one more excuse. Your brain's like, hey, man, you know what? That guy might be judging me again. I, I don't want to deal with that today. I, I already I already have other stuff going on. I, I won't work out today. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's two months later, and then I'm giving you a phone call like, hey, Brian, how's it going? <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while, right? A little windy out there, John. I don't know if I should come out. <laughs> I see a cloud. Yeah, you know, the cloud's kind of looking at me a little weird today. Yeah. You know, my rain, yeah. So it, it could be, motivation is a very hard thing. Um, but just wanting to do it for yourself, I th it's hard. You know, it, it's never going to be easy. Um, but, the, you know, the sweetest fruit is never the easiest to get, right? Um, so that that's what we always got to remember, too, that little hard work can go a very, very long way. And it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have to be zero to 100 right away. First step is literally walking out that door, going on a walk. That could be step number one. Uh, it doesn't have to be you know, decked out in Nike gear and, you know, going, going nuts with the, you know, going nuts on it. Uh, but you know, as, as like you said before, just doing something is, is heading in the right direction is it's when we start, when we start losing the race is when, when we, when we stop, um, and we should never give up on the race. <laughs> I think it's, it's funny to buy into gear. It's, I think that's a delay tactic, right? All right, I'm going to start working out. First, let me get on Amazon and figure out what I'm going to be. Once I have the shoes and the, you know, five shirts, I need one for each day and some shorts and the right underwear and good socks, you know, the wicking kind of stuff. Then I can go work out. And we're really just fooling ourselves into thinking we're getting healthy by shopping. Right. Uh, but really, just throw on whatever, as long as it's comfortable and loose-fitting, you know, that you can move. You don't need anything expensive or special you just gotta go yeah but um, you, you brought up starting out yeah so here i am i'm starting this podcast because i let myself go i'm fat i'm over 40 and i want to get back into it so what advice do you have for me i'm not trying to like scam a free like workout program just general <laughs> advice on okay you're just starting out you've been fit before but it's been a while what's the best way for me to start attacking this again and getting back into shape. So, uh, you know, it's, it's not one angle on everything, right? We got to look at this from m multiple different angles, right? Um, you know, the biggest one I say is like, all right, like let's first work on just showing up to the gym, um, doing, do starting to get the work in. Um, and you know, everyone, sees on you know on the social media is like uh, a huge thing with fitness now everyone sees these people working out what it seems for hours and hours and they think they have to do that it's like no if you just go in do 30 minutes 45 minutes at work at first that that just to get in and and do something that that's usually the starting point is like hey let me let's just show up and do something and uh if you if, let's say you don't you know you don't want to go to the gym. Well, if you thought about the gym, you should probably then go to it. And then what I usually do is I just drive to the gym. I'll just drive there. And then, uh, 
that leaves me in a hard predicament. It's either I have to go into the gym and work out, or I have to turn my car all the way around and drive home. So at that point, uh, I, I usually just go and work out and do do a little something. So that's what we first start looking at is just get, getting our times, getting our days into that gym. Uh, then the next thing I look into is kind of like, hey, what, what are we feeding ourselves? What are we putting in our body? And it's only recommendations I ever tell people. Um, but the first thing I always say is like, look at your portion control. Um, portions for most people eat usually pretty all right. It's not the worst, you know, it's, it's not every day I run into someone that says they drink, you know, uh, 12 Mountain Dews in a day or something like that. But, uh, it's, it's working, working on our portions. Um, you know, you using the plate to our advantage instead of like mountaining up the mashed potatoes. It's like, no, let me, let's work on like serving sizes. And, and that, that starts helping on, you know, the fuel we put into our body. Um, and making sure that we're, we're getting the proper amount. We're not overfueling. We're not underfueling. And then with, with usually that good combo right there at first, that usually helps a lot, of, a lot of people really start diving into it. But then like the emotional aspect of it, the mental aspect of it is, is a whole nother ball game of, of it too as well. Get, you know, finding that motivation, what we've been talking about. Um, you know, what, what is our drive? You know, everyone's got to have a different drive in life. So it's really kind of pinpointing like, Hey, are you, are you doing this for yourself? Are you doing this for family? Are you doing this for health? Are you doing this to, to you have, you're sick, you want to get better. Like, you know, really kind of finding that drive, um, is, is going to really help us kind of get going into the gym and it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be like, you know, I, uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to pull out my back anymore, or I, I, I want to, I want to move my couch without feeling knee pain, or, you know, it could be, uh, as easy as like, I want to, you know, I, I play music. I want to play my guitar and I want to, I want to be able to hold my guitar up for, you know, two hours while, while I play for all these people. So it's just finding the right motivation for, for that set person and really reminding them of like, Hey, this, this is why we do it. This is, you know, it's, it's, it's much bigger than what we always think it is for, right? You know, it's that little motivation, but it, we need to really find that. And then when we kind of add all three of those elements together, we really start getting into to that successful program that everyone really wants. And, um, and it's unfortunate that just not everyone sometimes gets that successful program right off the bat, you know? We're not perfect, you know, we never will be, but... Uh, so we, so we can't always expect that perfect right away, but if we keep working on it and refining things, that's the thing. It's not just one thing. We always got to repolish, reshine, redo stuff. And, and, and that's what's kind of re help, you know, will re-motivate us like, Oh, like, Hey, I wasn't working on uh, my balance and stability. I noticed that's been off. Let me work on polish that up again. And now that's going to help me with my strength training. Now that's going to help me with my cardio. And now that's going to help me with just living. Um, so it, it's, it's finding the right keys in the spider web, right? The right path to take, uh, to, to get that person to success. Um, so it's, it's, it's not just one thing when, you know, as I think we all wish it would be that one thing. Um, but it's, it's a multi a multitude of things that really kind of get under it. Do you have any closing thoughts? I've kept you probably now. Twice as long as I told you it would take. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you giving us some great advice. I, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, what do you have? Like, you got anything? 
you want to promote or any closing thoughts, summary? What do you want to tell us? You know, um, first off, thank you for allowing me to do this. Uh, it was, uh, it, it meant more than you thought to me uh, with work being hard and, you know, people not wanting to come in to be able to be uh, asked to be on this podcast meant a whole lot to me. Um, so, so I really, really appreciate it. So I know you think, oh, I'm changing people's lives, but you, you just made a huge change in mine. Uh, so things, you know, another thing in the wheel, the mental aspect of it, right? It, it helps change things. Um, but uh, just don't give up. Really, just keep keep trucking. Ask for the help. Uh, you know, there's always a someone's hand reaching out. Uh, it might not be where we where we look for it. Uh, you know, it's not. It's never going to be right in front of our face all the time. Um, but just uh, keep keep asking for help. Go to your coach. Find a coach you like. Someone someone you know. Someone someone you you'll just get along with and and ask them for help. Um, they will, they will help Most, most people aren't going to be like, nah, <laughs> see you later. Right. That they will help you. Um, so just keep going, keep going. Uh, every step forward is a step in the right direction. I know gyms like restaurants and bars took a hard hit this past year, but you guys are fully open now, right? Fully open. Uh, if you're fully vaccinated, uh, you know, no mask required unless you're uncomfortable. Um, I always try to wear a mask whenever I, you know, I can just to, you know, bring that comfort level to people, especially nowadays. Um, you never know where anyone's at. Um, so if there's one thing I can just ease the mind of people, I, I'll, I'll do that for them. And I, I find that very, very important uh, to do and help. So yeah, but we're, we're fully open. Um, anytime fitness in Woodstock. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like if, if you want to come in, just come in and ask and uh, we'll, we'll We'll get you set up on the right track. Sounds great. John, it meant a lot to me for you to be here, too. I really appreciate you coming on and spending time with us. And uh, sounds like you guys are being safe and you're being conscientious and you're fully open. Yeah. What else could you ask for? Sounds good. Nothing. I hope uh, you'll come back on and talk to me again. Hey, I'll, I'll come back on whenever you want me to. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'll be calling you real soon. All right, I'm going to put you back in the green room real quick while I say goodbye, and then uh, I'll come back to you, all right? Hang on one second. Don't go anywhere. Hey, thanks again for joining me today, and thank you again to my guest, John Zweibruck, personal trainer. He had so much information. It was an amazing hour. I hope you got out of it as much as I did because it was, I mean, he had something for all of us, whether you're just starting out or you've been doing this for a while uh, on your fitness journey. And there, was some, there was a takeaway for all of us. So thank you again, John Zweibruck from Anytime Fitness in Woodstock, Illinois. And thank you again for listening. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and share this. Share it with your friends, your family. Maybe you've got a, a buddy or a sister or a brother that you want to send this out to. Say, hey, you were talking about working out. You're talking about getting moving again. You're talking about losing weight. You're talking about, oh, my God, I'm getting old. <sighs> Take a deep breath and listen to my Midlife Playbook podcast. Tell them about it. And thanks again for joining us. I'll see you next time.